That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to I Remember, my first podcast. My name is Aidan. I hope everyone is doing well. Quick mention to the musical theme, uh, which was from Amy Johnson's episode just before Christmas. Um, she went with Little Sims. I think it's 101FM, so thank you to thank you to Amy for that. Speaking of the music and intros and things, I've said from the start uh, that this podcast is going to be ever-evolving, ever-changing, and on that note of change and evolution, um, this week's episode debuts something new and um, hopefully interesting. So I've received a message off my good friend and uh, fellow podcaster, Alexandra, um, who's got about a hundred and something episodes of his own podcast. Now, all of his episodes use music, um, not music that he's made, and he basically got a bit of a telling off and got told to uh, take the music off or his episodes would be removed. Um, now, this got me thinking... I will need a backup plan just if that message comes through to me. Obviously, that hasn't happened yet, but it's kind of it's probably going to happen at some point. So I dusted off the old guitar and made a little theme tune. I might just stick to that one. I might do different things. I'm not sure, but we've I've got a little theme tune which I'm going to debut at the end of this intro. So it's just a it's just a backup plan in case the um, in case the podcast people come for me and my music that I've used, um, so yeah, uh, you hear you hear that intro music theme um, at the end of this intro, and uh, yeah, depending on how things go, it might become the regular thing. I haven't decided yet, but I'm just going to debut it today, and we'll we'll go from there. My guest this week is Christopher Spencer aka Ginge. Chris is a man that loves to travel. He has been on many trips to many different places around the world. Um, he's developed a particular relationship um, and love for Colombia, uh, given, his, given his travels in, in South America. So much like I did with Brandon a few episodes ago, we just, we just spoke about travel. Um, just kept to a theme. We spoke about uh, his travelling experiences. Uh, yeah, his travelling experiences, some of the stories that he's got, um, how he adapts to different cultures, sort of his approach to travelling. I think, in fact, as I'm recording this right now, he is back in Colombia right now. Uh, we recorded this a couple of weeks before we left. So, yeah, um, funny thing, actually, he actually said to me before before we sat down and did this, his memory is quite shit, which proves to be quite the opposite when we actually sat down and started talking. But uh, yeah, no, he gives us he gives us his, some of his stories, some of the good good stories, the bad stories, 
yeah, it's just it's all travel themed. Um, so I will leave you to enjoy Chris's episode, Chris's stories, and of course enjoy the brand new theme tune. First guest of 2023. Thank you. Nice um, to be here. Uh, how are you? Yeah, good. Tired, just from last week. Obviously snowboarding. Yeah. I'm really stopped. Obviously got back on Saturday. Yeah. Had a five-hour delay. Yeah. Leaving in Austria just because of the weather. And then straight to Birmingham for pizza, comedy club with Charlie Savo, Brandon yeah. Cambo, Dan. We might met Jordan. We might have met him. Did you meet Jordan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Yes, of yeah. course. Um, I was there. Yeah, it's all immersion to one, mate. So Sunday was a long day, and then straight back to work on Monday. Yeah. Other than that, all good. Yeah. How was, uh, how was your recent recent trips? How was it? Austria, yeah, Austria yeah. was good. So we got there two Saturdays ago. Which yeah. I think it was the seventh. Mr. Beam flew in there in the morning. Into Innsbruck, we didn't we? Funny because obviously we went planned to go snowboarding, and we saw an article the day before that there was no snow in the Alps. So it was like typical. Go on a snowboarding holiday, and there's going to be no run, snow. They run out of snow. In the run out of snow, there's no snow left ever anywhere. Um, so we spent it sort of Saturday, just sort of like getting a feel for it, sort of know where we were, um, get an idea for Innsbruck, and then. Just spent a day looking for places to go. Um, so yeah, just chilling the Saturday, Sunday, we ended up getting the bus from Innsbruck to a town called Kurtai, which was the place of that ski resort. Um, but yeah, we did Sunday and Monday, and then we said we'd do Tuesday have a rest day, because it was Shane's first, the Shane that I went with, it was his first time snowboarding, like on a mountain, he'd had a few lessons in the snow dome. I had one lesson in the snow dome for three hours, and I was like, I'll come with you for another two before we go, just to sort of help you out, get a bit more experience. Yeah. And then on the Tuesday, I had nothing to do. We had planned to take out, so to rent like um, electric mountain bikes and just ride around basically. Went to the shop and they were like, yeah, because it's winter, all the bikes are locked up. I mean, you could, we could have done it, but we need like 24 hours notice just to like service the bike, prepare them. So I was like, what do we do? Nothing to do. So we was yeah. like, should we play some pool? So we went to like, this like billiard yeah. school and got there about half four and just stayed there till like one in the morning, just got wrecked. Met these two Austrian lads. So we played pool for a couple of hours. Uh, and then it was like all the others were bought. And then we ended up playing darts with them, these two lads, can't remember the name. Uh, but yeah, we stayed there till like one o'clock. Mm. Wednesday, we said we'd do some night snowboarding, which was the first time I've done it, so I thought that seems pretty cool. Yeah. There was one run, it was like obviously lit by lights. And then, yeah, Wednesday, did night boarding, met this really cool um, Greek guy, Constantinus. So he was in the car park waiting, did you have to wait where you your ticket from? We just went in the car park and come over. It's like you're waiting to get tickets. So like yeah, and we just got talking to him. It turns out he was an ex-professional downhill skier of, of all people. So like <laughs> this is mental. So like and he's like kind of get this, can I get the, the lifter with you. We're like yeah, no worries. So we sat on the lift with him. We we're chatting. It's about like a five-minute lift to the top. Chatting away to him and he's like, yeah, see you like have a good night basically. I'll see you blah blah going down. And then after about a couple of hours, so it was nine till sorry seven till nine thirty. 
and then probably about eight o'clock, half eight, he was there, like, do you mind if I join you? So he was just skiing with us, which was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, the whole time. We did like maybe four or five runs together. And then he kept on saying on the lift, should we have one more? Should we have one more? And I got at the bus, the bus is at like quarter past ten. It's like, obviously, we need to go back to the rental shop, drop the snowboard off, and then come back up to the bus stop. Did the last run, we were like, yeah, lovely to meet you, mate, take care. Right, right. And he's like, do you want to lift down? Like, back down to your apartment. And so I'm like, yeah. So he just gave us, he's like, yeah, jump in the car, mate. Gave us the back to the apartment. It's a really cool guy, he's a really smart guy. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, just snowboarded in the day, during the day. Friday was really good. Was, we got caught in a snowstorm. Five or ten metre visibility, just snow all around. You still, still go for that anyway? Or? Yeah, it sort of yeah. quietened down. I think a lot of people were like, oh, I don't really know if I want to do this. So it was just me and Shane, just like, yeah. basically, not all to ourselves. There's still like a few people knocking around. But it was like, obviously a lot harder because you can't see where you're going, really. Because you've got goggles mm. on, which obviously yeah, yeah. reduces visibility. Yeah. And then with the snow, you just can't see where, where you want to turn to. No. Look, we added challenge. And then it cleared up for like the last sort of two hours. And it was just like amazing. Like the clouds were below us. This little village was in uh, Kurtai. Fresh snow as well, so it was really good. Probably yeah. the best day snowboarding I had on, on the Friday, like ever. That's good. So, obviously with these podcasts, I kind of want to get to what makes people who they are. And uh, there is more about you, of course, but a lot of what you do is about travelling, mm-hmm. when the next things, when your next adventure is, when your next holiday is, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Figures. Yeah. It's best to just, talk about it. just theme this one. Let's just yeah. talk about travelling. Talk about, it, run with it. Talk about what you've done. Your experiences, yeah. good things, bad things. Yeah, bring it on, Everything mate. in between. Um, so, with that, where, where are you off to next? Uh, go back to Colombia on yeah. the 1st, which is two weeks, I think it is, about 13 okay. days. I actually haven't booked my flight yet. Oh. But, yeah, I was going to do it tomorrow. I've got a day off tomorrow, so I'm going to do it tomorrow. But, I mean, I've been planning it since October, I think. Yeah. So, the, obviously, I've done it before, when I'm going back to the motorcycle tour guide. Yeah. And... Where they were based when I was working before was the Caribbean coast, yep. a city called Santa Marta, and they, I was speaking to one of the owners, we're still quite close to them, um, and he was like, we're opening a new office with Medellin, which is like, it's about an hour and a half flight south into, like, into the Andes, like, we're opening a new office up there, do you want to come out and help us open it up? So like, you'll do some up in, on the Caribbean, and then some down there, looking for new locations, doing tours down there, and everything, so yeah. like, yeah. We're going to do that, so yeah, flight on the first, and I'm going to come back in April sometime, before my birthday, so like mid-April. Stop off in Miami on the way back. Yep. I lad that I work with in Colombia, doing the same stuff, Casey. Um, I've, all, I've been saying for years I'd go and see him. Or like, because he's got a Colombian wife, so it was like, mm. we'll bump into each other. And I thought, well, if I'm that, that way, there's a connection, it's quite easy to go from Colombia to Miami, and then I could easily just get a flight from Orlando or Miami back to England. Yeah. So I'm gonna go and see him in Miami for a couple of days. He said he's got a sofa for me to sleep on, so. Happy why days, not? mate. Yeah, yeah, why not make the most of it? So um, it'd be good to go to Miami. Never been there before. So yeah, absolutely. Why not? Exactly. Um, so I'm gonna go to my first, my first major question. What what started all this? What was like the first? Was there a was there a trip that did it, or was it just? Um, I was all, I was like going abroad. I was all interested yeah. in abroad. So I went, as my family would go away. I think the first place we went to was Menorca, and I was like, what? Maybe like 2001, 2002, I, I was pretty young, still in primary school. Um, and then we tried to do, we thought we to get a holiday abroad every year until yeah. we was like 14. I think the last sort of big family holiday we did was Dominican Republic, which is really good as well. Um, thought we to go into an all inclusive hotel. But then I think what did it for me was 2013, went to Zante. So I did a se- yeah. season okay. in Zante. 
and that was four months of just debauchery, just drinking, partying all day. I worked in a restaurant, I was like a PI guy for a restaurant during the day. George's, George's restaurant, it was like a family run restaurant, um, it was like off the main strip. And then we lived 100 metres up from there by a restaurant called Robin Hood, and then it was like a five minute walk to the strip. And then after I finished at George's, I'd go to the first pub bar on the strip and PR there just to get people in for drinks. And it was just drink, they were like, right, here you go, drink, drink whatever you want, let us know what you want, we'll give it to you, just get people in basically. And then another job while I was doing that as well, every Wednesday there's a booze cruise. So we also were told, right, if you sell your tickets, well, here's some tickets, sadly, go and promote it around the island. The job that you do, and you meet interviewing people, so promote that booze cruise, mm. and then every Wednesday you go on the booze cruise, and it was like a, a game sort of booze cruise. So like on the bus there, we'd meet on the strip, there'd be like three or four coaches that would take you to the harbour, and then on the coach you get split. No, so you get off the coach at the harbour, and you split the group into two. They'd be like a blue team and a green team, and then throughout the whole night you're just playing games, sort of thing. Yeah. Like popping, you know, like the popping blue sort of thing. Um, yeah. Mainly like drinking games. And my job was basically to walk around with like a liter and a half bottle of rum in one hand, a liter and a half bottle of vodka in the other hand, and just go around and just give it to people. Just like, here you go, open your mouth, tip it yeah. in. With like water guns full of rum as well, just going yeah. around and squirting it. Um, but yeah, that performance, I think I left in May, and then came back in August time, I think. Yeah, just four minutes of drinking basically. I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to go away again. Just, yeah. I really had a really good time. So I thought the next year I was going to go to Iron Napa. That never happened. But well, I always wanted to do something. I always wanted to go do it. But the reason I did, went to Zanti was a lot of work with him. Went there the year before with his friend just on holiday. And he was like, me and me thinking about going out there. Do you want to do it? I was like, oh, yeah, give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? Um, I never met this lad before until like two weeks before we left. Ben wanted his best mate, and then we got on really well. Johnny, Johnny and Tom, we got on really well. And then 2016, me and Charlie went to South America. But yeah, so this, this, when I when I first met you, I think you were planning this the whole time. So um, yeah, so I think because we've been obviously working at Mills for yeah. so long, we were just like, like yeah, there's got to be more to life than working stupid, yeah, stupid hours yeah, behind yeah. a bar. Then we drunk people every weekend. Let's get out of here. And then, so I think we booked it in 2015. It was about 12 months before we left. We booked it and then we sort of planned it. Why Why there? Because that seems out a, bit, a bit out of there. Yeah, yeah. So we were looking. We said, like, we, need, we want to go somewhere, but we don't know where to go. Yeah. And we were looking in Thailand and everything else, like usual sort of usual places that you can go yeah. to, to go travelling. And we just thought South America, because it wasn't that well travelled, we thought, well, if everyone's going to Thailand, why don't we go to South America? And have a look, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> have a look, see what I say with that way. Um, so yeah, we booked. So we flew into Bolivia. We were one-way flight, just because it was the cheapest place we could look for. Yeah. And it's obviously Bolivia is quite central to South America. And we was like, what we'll do then? We'll just go. We'll just head north. And then the original plan was so go Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, which basically follows the Andes up north. We'll fly from. We we'll spend Christmas in Medellin. New Year's Eve in Cartagena, just because people were meeting on the way, we said, right, go to Colombia, it's really good for Christmas, really good for New Year's, so we're like, right, we'll go there for those two. We booked a flight, this wasn't before, this is when we was in Colombia, I think. We booked a flight going from Bogota, the capital, down to Chile. Yeah. And then we was going to go to Chile, Argentina, and up to Brazil, and we was going to finish at Carnaval in Rio. End on a good one, yeah, end yeah, a festival yeah. sort of thing. And then, yeah, so that was it, basically. Didn't go to plan in terms of doing the whole Argentina, Chile, Brazil side, we just ended up travelling. But obviously, when you're travelling, you meet good people, so it was always like, yeah. where would you recommend to go and that sort of yeah. stuff. You were working there, didn't you? Yes, yeah. so that's, that's why we missed that flight. 
So obviously gone through Bolivia, gone through Peru, had a really good time. Really, really, it was funny because we started in Bolivia and that was probably my least favourite country at the fall. And then because it was pretty bad, I mean, we flew into Bolivia. I flew into a place called Santa Cruz de la Sierra or something like that. And um, we got out of the airport, get a taxi. We didn't have any Bolivianos, which is obviously the Bolivian currency. Mm. So we get this taxi and we said, oh, look, I haven't got any Bolivianos, how much want in dollars? And he was like, we, obviously our Spanish wasn't better, non-existent pretty much at the time. And we ended up giving $50. And he was just uh, like, thank you, thank you, like shaking hands, giving us uh, a walk. And that's we, not good. We walked away <laughs> and we were like, that guy seemed far too happy yeah. for, for what we've just given him. Like, what's going on? We get to this hostel. And it was like a, it wasn't like the nicest cleanest hostel, it was in like a dormitory, I think it was about eight beds, mosquito nets everywhere, it was like hot, it was like really hot. We were like, let's go for a little walk, um, try and get some money out, our cards weren't working at any cash point, so we're like, we're stuck here, we can't get local currency out, no way to change our money, we couldn't find no way to change our money, so we're like, let's just go for a walk around, see what we bump into, see if we find somewhere to exchange money. I think within like an hour, we're going across the crossing, and this Bolivian girl just spat at me, I don't know if she spat at me, but it didn't hit me. On the floor. It was aimed at your... Yeah, in my direction. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, shit. Well, I got myself in for So I was like a massive culture shock. I was there, like, oh my God, like, what's going on? They don't like gringos, like white people. And I was just there, like, no way. I ended up just walking around. didn't find anywhere to change our currency. Um, and on the way back, there was like a protest going on. It's like on the government website. It was like, to be careful. Like, there's like protests because they don't really like the government, obviously. It's quite. It's basically a third world country, but not a third world country. And uh, yeah, a few blocks away, there was like, a protest going off. So there was like... Um, fireworks going off, people in the street like throwing stuff. The police were there, and we was there like, what have we got ourselves in for? And we'd booked, so we booked like one one way flight at the hostel. We booked two nights accommodation, and then I messaged someone that had been to Bolivia before, and I was there, like, I need some help. Basically, we've got here, we're well out of our depth. We can't speak Spanish. Nobody here speaks English. Like we don't know what to do. And she was like, fly to the Paz, the capital. And then from there, you'll have a good time. It's like a little bit more touristy as such. Yeah. But obviously, that was like we had like still had another day and a half. More in the hostel, going back to the taxi. I was like, what's the average wage for like, a Bolivian person? And he was like, 50 quid a month. <laughs> so basically, get this taxi driver for a 15 minute taxi journey, like his month's wages. <laughs> and me and Chai were like, no wonder he's so happy. Like, he's just got his month's wages. He made his, he made his Christmas and. And the year and His children were getting a good birthday cake that year, so <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, that was it. Yeah. That's the um, first part of it. So. Obviously, we ended up settling, and set, settling on Colombia. You've been back a few times since. Yeah. Talk to me about it. So, what, what is it about the place? Is it the people? Is it the place itself? Um, I think it's a bit of both. So, like I was saying, the countries we went to, so we started in Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, and then Colombia. Each country we went to was better than the country we was at before. Yeah. So, it just sort of was getting better and better and better and better. And they made a really good time. The, the Colombian people, I mean, all the South American people were like, very friendly because we thought it would be quite cold for some reason. It's just obviously a perspective, I guess, just what you hear in the media. Yeah. Then in Colombia, everyone was like, really friendly. The thing we like about Colombia is sort of like it's quite a party country. Like, everyone's always out, everyone's happy to be meeting new yeah. people, everyone's out in the streets drinking, like, as opposed to being in the bar. I'll just go to a corner shop, and in the corner shop, you've just got plastic tables and chairs at the front. You just go into the mm. shop, get your beers, and everyone's sat out like, the front of it. It was quite a nice culture, but and the reason why, so when we were there, the reason why we missed our flights is we ended up in this little village called Minca, so it was like on the Caribbean coast. We'd already got to right at the top of Colombia, top of South America, and um, we'd been to Cartagena for New Year's, which everyone recommended to go to the New Year's, really good, it was really good New Year's. And then we said, right, so we'll go to this little village, it'll be our last little place, we'll go down to Bogota and have flights in like a couple of weeks. 
the hostel we were staying like before we went to this village was saying right if you have to get a motor taxi to the top of this mountain there's a really nice hostel there I was like okay no worries so a motor taxi is basically a motorcycle it's not a taxi it's a taxi here it's a motorbike you put your backpack on the back on the front of it on the handlebars you put the backpack on the back and then you just ride with this mountain it was like an hour's on a motorbike with this mountain and then when we was in the south of Colombia in Cali there was another motor taxi we had to get which was basically a a wooden pallet the same width of the train tracks, mm. with obviously wheels adapted to the train tracks, and then a motorcycle on the back of it, so the front wheel's on the wooden pallet, and the rear wheel is in one of the metal tracks. So right. everyone gets yeah. into this taxi, you pay it, taxi, that's a quote, quote. Um, and then obviously you, just, you basically rise the motorbike down the track, because it's obviously the width of the tracks, you just follow the track down. Five minutes into the journey, the track starts rumbling, and we're thinking, bloody hell, like, is there a train coming? He's like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to stop, just give me a hand. So like, there was about six of us, there's a few of us in the hostel and a few other people. So like, can you just help me get this, this bike off the tracks? And we're like, yeah, definitely, the train coming. So there's like <laughs> five of us, she's picking this bike up, taking it off the tracks, and sat by the embankment. And we were like, how big is the train going to be? And he's like, yeah, it'd be big. Freight train just comes past us, about 15 miles an hour, like a massive freight train. Oh. We were looking at each other, looking at each other, like, fucking hell. What's, what's the reaction of everyone you're with? Because I assume you're Everyone's in the same boat, yeah. There's like, there's a, I think there's an English girl, right, an American okay. so, girl. So, so it's not you, it's not you and the locals. Like, yeah, yeah, right. there's like a few travellers. I think our taxi was actually just travellers. Oh, so just imagine like just local people should be like, oh yeah. yeah. This, is, this is normal, normal. it happens yeah, yeah. every day. Obviously a train's coming. Right. Yeah, you're on a train track. <laughs> So yeah, the train went past us, and we were thinking, bloody hell, like, what's this about? And then he was there, like, yep, come on, then pick up the bike again, put it back on the tracks, and we're like, there's only more. And he's like, no, the next one's in about 45 minutes. Right, let's get there then. So we, we get there, and go there. It's really nice, really beautiful place. So obviously, going back to Mink and that motor taxi, we were thinking, what sort of motor taxi are we on this time? Like, we went on a train track last time, and it was just a normal motorbike, so it was all right. We get to this hostel at the top, we'd not booked anything, we sort of... When we were travelling, we'd sort of leave it for like a day or two before we'd get somewhere to book it, if there's availability, and it's sort of like, if we like it, then we'll extend our stay. If we don't like it, we can move on, so you sort of not tied in. You give yourself the flexibility to sort of move around. We get to this hostel, and they're like, no, we're fully booked. And we're like, have you got anywhere else that you recommend? We're like, yep, back down the hill. We call it a hill, not a mountain. Like, back down the hill, there's a place called La Fuente, and it's camping. Bear in mind, the few days before we went to this little mountain village, went to a national park and we're camping. It's right in the Caribbean Ocean, so it's 30 degrees heat. And um, we booked a two-person tent. We get there, it's a one-person tent. So there's me and Charlie in this tent, shoulder to shoulder, 30 degree heat. And we're like, we don't want to go camping again, do we? And we're like, right, we'll see how it is. Luckily, we get there, to this hostel, La Fuente, and um, their tents were like four people tents. There's like a mm. double blow-up mattress in there, enough space to your back, so it's quite nice. We're like, yeah, it's all right here. And then the volunteers that were working there, we just got on well with them. Like, we just sort of clicked straight away. We just like drinking them till yeah. like two in the morning. And then we was there like, okay, we'll extend our stay for like another three days. We've got a flight. This three days passed, so a really good time. Really beautiful place. Like there's a uh, river that ran through it. They made like a man-made beach, like nice hikes and everything else. And then, so these three, like I said, these three days passed. And we're like, right, we've got to leave. We've got this fly. Say goodbye, it's all like, yeah, really good to meet you. For now, it's as you do when you're travelling, you always bump into people and say mm -hmm. goodbye. Get to the airport, and they were like, right, we've got a flight to Bogota. And they're like, are you sure? We're like, yeah, show them, show them the email. Bogota, this day, whatever day it was. They're like, oh, it's strange. I don't know where it is. So like, oh, right. Don't know where it is. Yeah, always, always bloody confidence inducing, isn't it? Yeah. And um, 
So they're like, right, let me just go and look, let me just go and ask. So we're waiting for like 45 minutes, and by this time, because obviously it's an internal flight, so you have to wait ages. Look at the time, we're like, if this flight was here, it's already gone. So should we just go back to the Fuente? Because um, we still had a week until I flight, they left Colombia to go. So where's, where's this flight to? Sorry. This flight was to the capital of Colombia, Bogota. Right. Yeah. So we're in the north, yeah. it's like an hour flight. And then we're going to stay in the capital for like a week, I think it was. And then from the capital, fly to Chile. And then Argentina. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that was going to connect our like, the last three yeah. countries we okay. planned to do. So we're like, right, we've got a week, no problem. We'll just we'll spend another few days. We'll go back up to, to Minca, to La Fuente. We'll spend another few days there and then we'll try again, basically. We'll book another flight. After these couple of days we're there, we were like, should we just stay here? Should we just, just not go to Chile, Argentina? Bear in mind, we already paid for these flights. We, just, mm. we had a bit of a debate, it took us a bit of a while to sort of think, do we want to just stay here and miss our flights? Or should we try and catch these flights? And then uh, we ended up staying. So we ended up like, right, let's just miss these flights. Just having a really good time, really good people. Mm. It was like, we're having a good time here. One, we just enjoy it sort of thing. We've been traveling yeah. for three months and um, it's, it's tiring. It's all, obviously it, all, it looks glamorous because of what you see, but you've yeah. been, we sat on a bus for like 80 or 90. You've got to work your ass off to get that picture. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. mate. You need yeah. those likes. Um, so yeah, we end up volunteering at this hostel. So when we're volunteering, you get like three meals a day, you get free beds, and you get like, I think it was like 25% discount on drinks. Bear in mind, drinks were really about a pound. So I was like, 75p a beer. I'm there all day. Um, Telling scary stories of a four pound beer back home. <laughs> I know, I know. I was terrified. Yeah. Um, but then it, a month later, so we didn't, where we were, we didn't have any signal. So it's quite nice. It's like you're disconnected from your phone, and for now you're not on social mm. media. You're just sort of living in the moment with the people that are there and the people that come in, like the guests and the people that come and go. Yeah. We go into this little village and um, try to check his emails. And he's oh, we've got a flight tomorrow. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, a flight to Bogota. So he basically bought this flight for February, not January. So we went to the airport to catch this flight. The reason it wasn't there was because it was you a month early. Moment. Yep, it was a month early. So yeah. That's how we ended up living there. We stayed there for three months. And then while I was there, the company I worked for doing the motorcycle tours, they come into our hostel because it was next to the waterfall, so they come and get lunch. And um, I said to one of the owners, I was like, oh, it's not a dream job. I really want to go and work. And he's like, can you ride? And I was like, yeah, I've been riding since I was like 11 years old, basically. And he's like, yeah, you seem like you could do it then. Um, and he was like, come back in a few months. This was like April, I think it was. Um, he's like, come back in a few months, come back in October after rainy season, come as a volunteer and see how you go. We'll do like a yeah. week's trial sort of, a week's trial sort of thing. And then after like three or four days they were like, Yeah, we wanna hire you as our full time tour guide, we pay position, um, any tour that comes in is yours, you go and lead people around. Just that was it, it was just sort of right place right place, yeah. right time. It just all fell into place. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> um I mean again that's what I kinda of want to touch on as well. Obviously you've done all these different activities and you've like we've always said about you you're very like you'll just kind of go into anything and just there's that yeah bravery whether it's you just don't give a shit or whatever balls to the wall mate balls like, to the wall this is a proper podcasting question now but like where does that where does that come from is it something you think about or is it just no I think when I was a kid I was always a bit of a daredevil so like, I won't yeah. like you know obviously play out the kids industry, like primary school, I was always known as a daredevil. I was always the one to like jump off a barn reef or do do a jump on like a bike, would make a ramp out of like pieces of wood or whatever. I was always that person to do it. So I always think I've always had that not like I don't care about 
the consequence. Well, yeah, yeah, just don't care about the consequences. Yeah. You're like, what's the worst that could happen? Obviously, there's quite a lot of things that could happen. There's quite a bad thing, quite a lot of bad things that could happen. But I think it's always what's the worst that could happen. So I'm always yeah. like, just if you want to do it, do it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Give it a go. If you don't like doing it, then don't do it again. But if you know, if you think I want to do it. Give it a go, and then you'll know. Very much, just try everything once. Exactly, yeah. you only hear it once. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess. I guess that fits. That fits the travelling life yeah. and travelling ethos. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, like the way I think of which, like, not a kid, but like sort of early teens, we all just sort of thought, like, not the bigger picture, because obviously it's quite actually the bigger picture. But it was like, you're only here for a small amount of time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, going bigger, bigger, bigger. But like the Earth's like four point six billion years old. You're here for ninety years. You it's just, you just yeah. suspect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why not make the most of it while you're here and just give it a go? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, this time with the traveling sort of thing. Yeah, I guess just that thing of just keep going. Yeah. Where's the next thing? Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not get that far. Just keep looking. Yeah, yeah. Because you're you're saying all the stories there, and I'm just thinking that terrifies me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's it. This for a lot of people. Yeah, you, yeah. I think. Like I said, I just don't really think of the consequences, which could be yeah. a bad thing is equally as a good thing as well. Yeah, so I'll yeah. just give it a go. No, you, you've done it right so far. Yeah. So you're still, you're still here. No, exactly. We're still warm yeah. and above ground, so yeah, can't exactly. complain. Um, so when you're going around to these different countries, obviously you've been to lots of, you've, a lot of time in South America, but you've been around a lot of places in the world. Yeah. Um, how are you in terms of taking in these different cultures? Obviously, you mentioned like being somewhere where they don't speak Spanish and uh, you don't speak Spanish, they don't speak English. Yeah. How are you in terms of like just getting involved, getting in there? Um, is it? Yeah, I think it's just just straight in head first sort of thing. Just like yeah. you know, what I mean, the good thing is when you go travelling, it's that like when you're going to see these people again, whether that's someone that's a local mm. or someone that you're sort of meeting hostel. You might as well make a dick out of yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Go for it. If you, if you go, if you don't know the person, then you don't have to talk to the person. But like within mm. cultures, it's sort of like obviously, it's quite nice to see what I really liked about like, especially Bolivia and Peru, just the different ways that they live as well. So like completely different ways how we live in England. Yeah. So you go there, you think, yeah, you see, think it puts things in like a different <coughs> picture, a different perspective, sort of yeah. thing. Um, but it's always nice to see how people, how different people live. Do you know what I mean? It's like a big, yeah. the world's a big place. It's always nice to just go and see it. But yeah. That's it, just go ahead first and yeah, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. That's, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But um, everyone, everyone likes to laugh, do you know what I mean? I like to try and make people laugh, as you know. So it's all like, if you make somebody laugh, yeah. even if it's a language barrier. Yeah, I mean, if, in fairness to you, you are good for a good story. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like a good story. Um, generally, people that don't go for things don't have very good stories. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's that. Um, something else I just want to talk about, um, obviously it's something I'm trying to do as well, obviously you learn... Spanish, yeah. would you say fluent, or is it no, 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 no? I'd probably say my Spanish is probably the same level as like a three or four year old, if that. Really, now? Yeah. Sure. The thing is, yeah. So like, sorry, Karen, what were you gonna say? No, so we've, like, I've got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. So like, when we went to South America on Duolingo, so like, yeah, you learn yeah. loads of words. So Duolingo is really good for like your vocabulary, um, but when you actually speak it. You don't know if you're saying it correct. Yeah, I think it kind of it doesn't teach you actual sentences. It teaches you the words. Yeah, but it's not actual sentences you've My used. Cat has a, a brown jumper. Yeah, oh, or brilliant. the cat. The cat drinks the beer. Right? Yeah. Um, so it's good for words, but it's not good for actual trying to have a conversation. Exactly. Put it like, practice. It took me like two, like a week or two to say how are you in Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I want to start with. Mm-hmm. But I think so. Like when we were in South America, like I said, we started doing doing Duolingo, but I never really had the confidence to sort of put it into place 
mm. for whatever reason. I just speak the language. I speak English and just try and you know point it, say it loud, do this, that, whatever else. Classic loud, English. Loud and slow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I finally get that. Um, but Charlie, Charlie learned Spanish quite well. Um, he, he admits it. He's like quite a control freak. So like at a bus station, I'll be yeah. sitting back. I'm quite laid back. I'm like, if you miss the bus, we miss the bus. No worries. The next one's in a day. Whereas he'd be like, right, I need to go and get this bus ticket sort of thing. So it sort of encouraged him to actually put it into place but then because Charlie was doing that I was like well I don't really have to speak that much Spanish I was sort of re- not relying on Charlie mm-hmm. but obviously if he wants to do it and he can organise yeah. it then so I'll go ahead and towards the end of it I was like speaking a little bit just like oh, how are you have like a very basic like how old are you blah blah but then when I went to move when I went to work over there for the first time it was very much deep end so like you have to learn Spanish because they don't they don't know English so you have to you force into mm. it and that's the quickest way I learned I've never had a lesson in Spanish I think it was just forced yeah, into I guess the that's situation like, yeah how I mean obviously it's not you're not fluent but like being in that environment does that just help it anyway yeah or? definitely because you sort of immerse yeah. yourself into yeah. it straight away so it's sort of like if you can't yeah. get what you want you, you're scuppered yeah. I mean like here all the time like with the obviously people we've worked with have learned English Mm-hmm. They say watching films and also working, uh, working the hospitality. Yeah, well that's it. The thing. best thing to do is like hospitality because you have to yeah. talk to people. Throw yourself in it. Yeah, when we look at working like, in Colombia. They're like, oh yeah, Chris, can you just go and get like two rear tires and some Spanish in the shop? You know, like, well how am I going to say that? Like, how do how, how do I know what this what this word is? So they're like, you got to go. And obviously it wouldn't be correct. I'd like, write on a piece of paper, look at it, and I'd pronounce it differently. But like, what? And I'd just be like, show them the piece of paper. Like, this is what I need. Dos, por favor, <laughs> basically. So it was very much that. And then like, obviously, on a tour we'd be out for like, I think the biggest tour I did was like five days. So you got these obviously customers, and then it'd be me and the tour guide out for five days. But you literally like, we'd be in the desert somewhere, where there's native languages that even like some of the Colombians wouldn't know how to speak it so you have to get a special guide that can speak Spanish yeah. and that language so if you can't speak to that guide to get where you want to be going then you're not going anywhere yeah. so you are really like, sort of forced into it um, yeah that's just and I think it's the best way to do it as well I learned mm. quite quickly I learned like yeah quite quickly just doing that yeah yeah again it's that thing Throw, Straight throw in. yourself in it. Yeah, exactly. But I think um, it's good. I think like, everyone should sort of learn some sort of language, like we were saying yeah. a minute ago earlier. Ignorance of the British. Everyone sort of goes somewhere, yeah. and everyone knows English. It's yeah. like a luxury in a sense, but then it's also be quite rude. Like it's yeah. nice to go somewhere and actually have like a little interaction with like their mother tongue. Yeah, the thing the thing I find is interesting is like with Portuguese and I think with Spanish as well. The, the way they <coughs> the way they talk sometimes is completely different. Like. Mm-hmm. Like descriptive wise, the noun will come before the verb. Yeah. So you're saying the word, then describing it, yeah. not like the way we do it. Yeah. It's backwards. Yeah. So like learning things like that is interesting. I think again, it's just giving a shit about the people. Yeah. Just sort of, but like yeah. I say, it's the confidence in actually speaking it as well as the big thing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. like I said, so I wasn't confident at all. It's a mind to work on. Massively. Yeah. But, um, just just go for it. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. good thing as well, like, I found in Colombia, like I said, the people are really nice over there. Like, if you say something wrong, as opposed to saying, no, no, you're wrong, this is how you say it, they'll sort of work out what you're saying and work with you. So, yeah. in a way, it's good because, obviously, you're not being said, oh, you rubbish at Spanish, this is how you need to say it. Stop, stop doing it. Yeah, stop <laughs> doing that, please. You're doing it wrong. Do it correctly next time you come back here. Um, those, and then some people will be like, yeah, so you'll ask or have a conversation, and they'll say, oh, by the way, this is sort of how you want to do it. Mm. So, they'll come, come back to it, which is quite nice. They're really friendly, welcome people. Um, but yeah, just just throw yourself in it, and yeah. what's the worst that could happen? The, yeah. the worst thing is though, 
is you know he, <laughs> when they can speak English, but you try and speak their language and they reply in English because it, it's so bad. You're like, oh, I'm doing really so, bad here, aren't I? Right. Just, just, just stop it. Yeah. Stop it now. Just give up now, <laughs> mate. Just give up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I guess. the question: like best moment, worst moments. Is there a best moment in South America or just traveling? Just anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. South America. I mean, Bolivia was really good. Went to the Amazon. So oh. that was a highlight, but also probably the worst moment as well. So I went to Bolivia, I went to Amazon, it's the cheapest place in like South America to go there. Mm-hmm. We had to get, um, it's like a 16 hour bus overnight, and like, you go through this, this mountain road, it was known as like the Death Road, and it's like the same, it's probably a bit wider than the... Do, the they, do, do they do this on Tokyo? Yeah, it was near yeah. that, near that yeah. area. So the, the road is probably like a bus and a half width wide, and obviously yeah. it's a two way road. So at some point you you go past the bus like coming the opposite way, and we were at, we were drinking the night before because like the pass is quite high, it's about three thousand six hundred meters of altitude. You get pissed quicker, but you get a hangover as well. And I don't really get hangovers as you know. But that day I was dying. We were sat in this bus and I was like, Charlie, can I just lean on you, please? I was like, I just need to lean. I was having a really bad day. And they let this say this sixteen hour bus, or however long it was. We're in the bus like blah blah. There's a girl that had like a tent or something on the like the the, the shelf above. We got this bump and it was going. Bang! Straight under my head. Like three hours in, I'm thinking this is the worst journey of my life. Like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> Having a horrible time. Anyway, I get I fall asleep. Right, right, we get to this little town, and they're like, right, just stop for food, toilet, whatever else. Go get something to eat. Get back to the bus, and they're like, yeah, the bus isn't there. The bus is gone. It's like we get off the bus, and they're like, yeah, come and meet us here. We'll wait for you. We'll leave within half an hour, for example. And then uh, go back, and it's like maybe. 30, no, it's about, yeah, it's about 50 of us in this bus, maybe 20 were like English speakers, like t- travellers. We were like, where's the bus? And they're like, we don't know, we've been waiting here for 10 minutes. It should have left like five minutes ago, but we've been waiting here before it should have left. There's no bus. So we're in this little town walking around looking at this bus, thinking this bus has left us. We're in the middle of nowhere. Turns out I had a flat tyre, I had to go and change the tyre, come back around like 20 minutes later. So we're like, right, so no worries. And we go to the Amazon, we have to get this like three hour car journey. This is, this is a story, you know, like the stories. And we had this three-hour car journey, and we was with this Australian couple. Funny enough, they were the same name as mum and dad, Jackie and Kevin. So it was really weird, because I, like, I feel like we were parents. We get in this car anyway, and it's like a, an SUV. And they've got like a thick cellophane on the roof, which is, doesn't, obviously the roof's like, um, curved. This cellophane was straight, and it's thick. Basically, the reason they put that there was because the road was so bumpy. As you bump it up down, you see the cellophane breaks your breaks your fall, so you don't hit your head on this on the roof. So it was so bumpy like this on the chair, like bouncing around, and this is just basically stopping you hitting your head. Long journey. We go to the Amazon. It was great. We did um, went hunting for anacondas, which was quite an experience. This is what this is going back to why it was good. Hunting anacondas. We walk around like swampland, just in wellies. We were like. These well is really going to protect us from like a, an anaconda. And there's a, a Bolivian guy, a tour guide, just the machete, and he's like, yeah, no worries, mate. Like, yeah, sure, I'll just, I'll just slice it up. Yeah, like, fine, fine for you, you've got the big knife. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we do find, we ended up walking um, a few hours in the sun, it was really hot. We found a, like a two, two and a half metre long anaconda, which was quite nice. And then we had to go back, and then we went piranha fishing, swam with pink dolphins. But while I was there, I ended up getting a parasite from like unclean food. 
so it was a really good experience, really bad experience. Charlie also got bed bugs as well, so one yeah. morning he woke up and it's like ginger like back's really itchy. And I was like, oh maybe she's a mosquito and he's like, no, really itchy. He lifted up his t shirt and there wasn't a bed of his back that wasn't bitten. Yeah. But yeah, and we was like, Oh god, can't wait to get out of this place. Um, so yeah, we get there and I didn't realise that this parasite at the time. We got this bus back to the pass. We sort of used the pass as our base, we'd go to and from it doing these different different tours. And then we had a bus that would take us to Peru across like this big lake, Lake Titicaca. And we get to this place called Cape Cabana, which is where the bus picks you up from to take you across the, the Peruvian border. I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking, I really don't feel that good. Like I don't feel good at all. That morning I was on the toilet, went to the toilet like 16 times in like three hours. And I don't have toilet paper there, they haven't got toilet lids. So the first couple I went to was like squatting. Oh, yes, it's alright, I can do this. And then by the like sixth or seventh time I was like, I'm just have to set the porcelain and just let the earth fall out of me. That was horrible. Um, yeah, so we went to Peru. And then we went to this hostel, I was like, God, oh, where's the nearest hospital? And they were like, why did you leave the hospital? Like, what's up with you? And I was like, well, I feel really ill, this keeps happening. I tried to have some tomorrow, so you came straight back up. They're like, a part of um, Peru's government, to have a hostel, um, to get insurance, you have to have a doctor out and call. They call a doctor for you, come out and take your bloods. This doctor comes, takes your bloods, and he's like, I've been a doctor for 50 years, I've never seen blood the same colour as that. I'm thinking, oh God, what have I got myself in for? What's happening? He was like, well, come back in two days, and I'll let you know the results. And he's like, yeah, you got a parasite. So we named him Pete, Pete the Parasite, travelling with me for a couple of weeks. If you name him, it just makes it nicer. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, I lost about a stone and a half doing that. He was like, you can't drink beer, which was the worst part of it. Eat potatoes, just bland potatoes. Uh, I remember getting a pizza and he was like, oh, you can't have tomato sauce, you can have cheese. So this pizza just with like leaves on top of it and just bread. It was like the worst pizza of my life. Was, and Charlie sat there like enjoying all this really nice food, going to like Craftdale um, bars, drinking all these beers on there with water. Like, I fucking hate this. This is horrible. So yeah, I guess that was quite a bad experience. But Machu Picchu as well. Machu Picchu was like probably actually up there. Yeah. A favourite because it really it intrigued me from like the teenage teenager really, and then to actually walk it was like a three day four day hike. Well, a three day, not a hike. We had one day hike, mountain biking, whitewater rafting, and zip lining, and then we got to Machu Picchu and then went there. That was really good. That's really one of my highlights mm. actually. Yeah, Machu Picchu. But yeah, uh, yeah, I went to Switzerland last year. Switzerland was really nice, beautiful place to go yeah. to. There's quite a few. There's too many. There's too many to think about. Name okay. Um, Look to the future. Where's is there somewhere that's still like I need to I need to go there, or is it? Yeah, I'm always at itchy feet. I'm always looking for somewhere else mm. to go. That's that's the problem. It's like a blessing, but it's a problem at the same time. Um, I would like I would like to go back to like Chile. I want to go to Patagonia, yeah. Chile, Argentina, because obviously yeah. that was what originally planned. So it'd be nice to just sort of go back there and just be like, right, this is what we're going to do to start. First, I went over there. So still South America. Um, I'd like to go to Africa as well, to be honest. Mm. Like Kenya, somewhere like that as well. Um, but yeah, just nowhere, nowhere in particular. Just, just anywhere. Just anywhere, anywhere in the world, really. Yeah, yeah but like, I, might, I quite like the idea of moving to Colombia. So I've, I've always toyed with that idea, obviously, the first time working over there. I don't know whether to like, sort of live over there for like, a couple of years, do like two years, mm. three years over there, and then just see where that takes me, sort of thing. Yeah. Just go with the flow, um, mate. I think I know the answer to this, but like, do you ever get homesick, or is it? In a sense, yes. You obviously really enjoy the social aspects of home, friends, yeah, of course, yeah. going out, yeah. you know, socialising. Great family, um, but 
riding over there, it sort of equals it out. So I do get homesick in terms of missing mates, missing family, but missing the actual lifestyle of England, not massively. So because sort of, yeah. you're having like a really good time, it's really enjoyable about Colombia. You're meeting new people all the time. It's sort of there's a nice connect. Uh, there's like yeah, a nice connection of like expats that live over there because mm. we stop at different hostels every day. You get to know them quite well, so it's almost like a home from home. Yeah. But yeah, I do get homesick, I guess. But obviously now I've got a nephew, just turned three in September. When I was away in Mexico. 2021, that sort of made it a little bit harder, just obviously young kids growing yeah. up, you're sort of missing yeah, missing yeah. them growing up sort of thing. So yeah, that did throw, I'm not going to say it throw a spanner in the works, because I mean, being, still, still going. Yeah, it's still going, exactly. Um, but yeah, I do a little bit, I just miss like, mainly it's with mates and family really, but home life. You could come back for a week, see everyone, say hi. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, I like the idea of sort of going away for like, 12 months for example spending like a month back here and thinking yeah. yeah I've had enough of it again now I know what I've left and then get back to it sort of thing yeah of course just to and wrap this up I, did, I just want to ask about this um, your little van project mm-hmm. so I guess this all fits in with this want to go want to yeah. kind of always looking looking forward to doing something else yeah um, what's how's that started how's that? Where's, where's that at um, so when I was in Colombia last, 2021, um, one of the guys that I worked with, well, in fact, three of the owners of that company I worked for, they'd found some land, funny enough, an old cocaine farm, ironically, in Colombia. Like, there's 32 hectares going. There's no farm left anymore. Obviously, when the Americans came in, they just killed all the plants and everything. So it's just sort of like fields sort of thing. Like, you can get a hectare for about £7,000. So like, I could buy a hectare. And then I spoke to somebody, like a friend, a good friend of mine, Alec. His girlfriend is, uh, she's like an architect with like raw materials. So she, I spoke to her about building house, like a bamboo and like cobs, so like a um, clay, water, and hay sort of mix to build the house. Off grid, so like solar powered, hydro powered. Price that all up. It seemed like quite a nice idea, and then I come back and I thought I really want a camper van. So like for years I've been saying I want to get a camper van and just do like Europe or something. So sort of when I come back it was like, do I spend all this money going to Colombia, or do I spend sort of half the money and get a van and invest, then invest in something? Yeah, exactly, yeah. invest in it, do something myself. Because like I said, I've always wanted to do it. So it'd be nice, sort of the satisfaction of finishing that like, as a little project, finishing mm. it, doing a little like a tour on it, a little travel tripping it and then signing it on and potentially using that money again if I did want to go to Colombia. There's always going to be land in Colombia, sort of yeah. thing. There's always going to be land somewhere. Because, like, I'll do that first because I've been there for a while. Um, but, yeah, it's coming on quite nicely. That's how it sort of came about. Uh, I haven't worked on it since, oh, maybe September. I've got a bed fitted into it. VW, VW yeah, 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 VW, camp, yeah, camper van. Yeah, yeah, I brought it as a panel van. So I brought it as a van. It was yeah. a, a swimming pool company that I got it from. Well, yeah. A guy that was signed it from this company. So I stripped it all out. Did I got rid of the rust? Did some weld. Well, I didn't do welding myself. I got some parts welded onto it, um, just to sort of where the rust had got too bad. It was like holes in the floor. Got that sorted. Um, insulated it myself. Sound deadened it myself. Carpeted it. Put the lights in it. Did like that. Schools. Fitted a solar panel to it, and then I got somebody else to fit the bed so like I got I spent a bit of money on this bed because it was like crash tested so you can buy a bed which turns sorry a seat it's like a bench that folds out into a bed but you can buy them for like 800 quid off eBay like brand new but they're not sort of secured to the, the chassis or anything so if an accident it's just going to rip through the floor and the people that are sat in there probably going to get hurt 
So I thought like, I spend a lot, I spend a bit more money on that and get it like a proper manufactured, proper safe bed. Like safety is in like uh, the Ministry of Transport or in like yes, it passes our regulations everything else. So <laughs> spent a bit of money on that, so I could live in it essentially because obviously you can just carry around cooker and everything else. But I think, like I said, I've not worked in it for a while just because I was sort of saving money to go to Austria and then Colombia as well. So I thought I'd put them back burner a little bit leave it as it is and then when I come back from Columbia I just sort of crack on again mm-hmm. um, but yeah I just want to get it to finish it I've just got to get some like um, storage units in it as well so like you can put stuff in there basically it's like still it's, it's yeah. things funny enough um, um, so what's, what's the plan with it once it's done is there the thought about when I come back from Columbia maybe not, not straight away maybe like June I'd quite like to go through into France up through um Belgium, Holland, into Denmark, not yeah, into Denmark, into Norway, do a little bit of Norway, then come across into Finland, I think it's Finland, yeah, Finland next to Norway, then come back down, so just do like a month, two months, just sort of on my own. Driving. Yeah. Just drive, I really like driving, so sort of like, if I get to go to different countries yeah. and drive through it, the reason why I got the van, I may as well do it, if I can do it, sort of in the summertime, for the winter, it's not really, it's not ideal. No, you don't want to be living in a van. No. I wouldn't think. It's bad enough here, so if I go to Norway, it's just going to be... Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna wait for the summer, nicer weather, and then hopefully just do like a month or two out. Yeah, June, July, hopefully. That's good. That's good. Well, best of luck with it. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna go back into the more traditional. Okay. Parts of this podcast. So it's yeah. part two. Good. Films, okay. films, albums, drinks. Mhm. Where do you want to start? Where do you want me to start? Let's put okay. the ball in your court. Alright. Let's go for drinks first. So drinks. the thing is now alcoholic. No non alcoholic. I do alcoholic and non alcoholic. Yeah. Um well. alcoholic there's too many. There's too many to choose from. But I could probably go for I mean I could choose yeah, so I'll go for a lager first, which would probably be a Moretti. Can't go yeah. wrong with a good Moretti. Yeah. Ale quite like a landlord, Timothy Taylor. Mm-hmm. Currently drinking that at the moment. Um Non alcoholic, oh, pina colada as well. I do like a pina colada on the beach. Go back to Colombia, Caribbean, all that, you know, can't be a pina colada. Non alcoholic, um, some sort of Rubicon. There's a nice orange and passion, I think it's orange and passion for Rubicon, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Just, just nice and flavorsome. Uh, yeah, that's it. Everything you want. Everything exactly, you want, what more can you want? Yeah. Quench the thirst. <laughs> Good choices, we won't okay. argue with any of them at all. Let's go film. Film, okay, so uh, probably the original Italian job, just because okay. I think it's one of the first that I remember watching, yeah, but also same. my dad's yeah. favourite film as well, so he watched it quite a lot, and I think that's sort of what kind of got me into liking cars, I guess, and mm. sort of that sort of film as well, quite like yeah. a, a heist sort of um, film. The end of the end of six out to me. It's, 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 really yeah. it's a real cliffhanger, isn't it? It's a real cliffhanger. <laughs> if, you yeah, know, if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to watch it. You're an idiot. Uh, yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's even better. Um, yeah, uh, no, I've been yeah. watching that early on as well. Mm-hmm. Like, probably good. Yeah, just, it's just, just a good classic, proper British film, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good character. Michael Caine as well, I really like Michael yeah, Caine, so, so obviously that's an added bonus. Yeah, yeah. yeah good choice. Um, and we'll cap off with the album. You got a bit. <laughs> okay, so probably gonna. I mean, like I was saying, I'm not, it's a funny one because I was never really into music until maybe a couple of years ago. Maybe I went to the first festival, 2019 in yeah. Colombia. Um, 
that was a really good festival. But then after Glastonbury, there's in Glastonbury 2019 as well. Um, so I really started getting into music then. I mean, I listened to music and I've always said I'd appreciate like, good music, but I've never heard <laughs> anything specifically. But I guess it'd have to be what people say. I Arctic Monkeys, just, I don't know, I just like a few of the songs on that one. I always say if you can't yes. think of anything, just suck up to my, just yeah. suck up to me and pick my favourite band. Well, that's one of the reasons. Can't yeah, go wrong. Exactly. Can't go wrong um, there, can you? I just go, I go, I go blind, and I just, you know. Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, good choice. Yeah, um, that'll be it. Okay, my my follow-up question: If you're not that massive into music, mm-hmm. why go to a festival? Um, just what's, be- what's the pull? What's the? Um, just seems a good time. Yeah, so, just, yeah, a good just time. good time. Good. Some members in Colombia is obviously there's people that I was working with, like the owners of the company I was working for. Casey, that, that I told you about, we're going to see Miami. He was there as well. Um, the owners' girlfriends were there. I think there was somebody else, probably a bit rude. I can't remember who it was. But no, it was just a good weekend. It wasn't like a a camping festival. We had um, we had an apartment, and it was like a. 45 minute ta- no about half an hour taxi to get to the festival so getting there was good we go in the afternoon and then I think it finished at about 11 o'clock and then as all festivals are when there's hundreds and some thousand people leaving it's a nightmare to get a taxi back. Yeah. yeah so I ended up getting like a bus or something like hopping on the bus obviously it was all wrecked um, so yeah it was just good and then Glastonbury we already booked Glastonbury Charlie's like trying to come to Glastonbury I'm like yeah why not not been to a festival before other than Godiva which isn't really a festival um, and then just had a really good time I was there so yeah, yeah that's what it is just a good, okay. just a good weekend out innit yeah. just a good weekend good people can't argue with a good time exactly you can um, never argue with a good time Aiden. right so your random question from someone that's been on here before yeah um, they went a bit specific okay but you've worked with it yeah I think you can work with it mm-hmm. you're trying um, to everything yeah uh, what, is the, what is the best football match you've watched so when you asked me this, there's two that came to mind straight away. One isn't necessarily the football game, it was before the football game. Okay. Which would be Leicester Coventry. This is I think it was championship maybe. But we the reason it was the reason why it was memorable was because when we got out of the train station, there's a pub opposite the train station in Leicester, so it was an away game. It was in this pub and obviously they just put all the coffins into it and then it didn't kick off, but somebody threw a smoke grenade behind the bar, like a, a blue smoke grenade behind the bar. That obviously set all the fire alarms off, and obviously the public starts filling with smoke. All the staff just leave, and then it was like it was just a bit mental. People knocked off like the uh, knocked over the bandit machines and all the pounds on the floor. People on the floor like grabbing the pounds out of it, knocking the TVs off the wall. And we were just like, "What is going on?" Just went from zero to like absolute carnage in the space of seconds. Um, so then obviously the police came, the police were already there, but like loads of the police came and they had to get marched out of the pub in threes, mm. down like the side alley. The police were there videoing you, saying like, what's your name, what's your address, blah, blah, blah. And obviously they were doing videos for when they go to the CCTV, they know who to get and the names mm. and everything else. And then we got escorted to the ground, which was like a good 45 minute walk. So like all these fans in the pub, there's maybe like 200 of us, got escorted down like a dual carriageway, all singing songs and everything else. It was just a good day out, really. And then I don't, I don't remember the score. Obviously I was a little bit drunk. I don't remember, my memory's obviously not the best. Um, but that was just a good, just like a good atmosphere, even though yeah. it was a bit carnage. It was just like... Yeah. It was quite fun to be there in like a, a bad way. Um, obviously, it wasn't involved in anything. Um, but then the actual football game itself would be Blackburn Coventry, Blackburn away FA Cup. Yeah. When Aaron Gunnarsson did a half volley from outside the box. Yes. 
think I remember it. Yeah, absolute yeah. top bin. Booted yeah. it. We was right behind the goal, uh, and I've, I think it was yeah. I think it was the winning goal. I can't remember if it was one nil or two or one or whatever. Again, I can't remember the score. But yeah, it was just good. It was just a good away day. We drove up. Yeah. We didn't get a coach or a train. Someone drove up. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just just yeah. just a good memory. But yeah, can ask and the guy that can throw the ball from here to winning yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you came. You came to our school when I was maybe like thirteen. Uh-huh. Um, came to our school and obviously he was known for this big throw. So he just came to a sports hall. Kids everywhere. Blind in the sports hall. And he just a, a footballer. Bear in mind. Yeah. Just threw a ball really far. <laughs> what footballers do, right? Like. He threw it so far, he just hit the back wall. So. <laughs> Maybe it like good scope of our pie away. Right, great, okay. And then everyone just left. <laughs> what, that was all you came, just threw a ball and then just pretty left. Pretty sure. I remember I remember being there. Again, being like maybe like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, maybe. Again. Yeah. This this was stupid, right? Like <laughs> Do we, we got, just do that? We've got a footballer in to do something with his hands. <laughs> and that wasn't that impressive. Um Just throw it, mate. Just throw yeah, it, please. My, I don't want to see you kick, just throw yeah, it. That's my Aaron Gunnarsson memory. anecdote. Nice, nice memory, um, memory from the past. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're going to finish on your birthday song, and I'm going to not remember when your birthday is. So good, 17th of April. 17th of April. 93. So, number one, the week of uh, 17th of April 1993 was Young at Heart. Oh, brilliant. By the Bluebells, I've never heard of. Excellent. You'll know the song, though, I think. I don't know if the title. I hope so. There's been like one or two that I've just never heard of. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully I remember that song and hopefully it's great. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, Ginge, thanks for doing this. Thank no, you for... Thank you very much. Bringing up all your travelling stories and no. I hope you've inspired everyone to go and travel the world. Me too, you all need to do it. Yeah. You, you have to do it. If I have kids, I'm going to force them to go travelling. Yeah. It just opens your mind up, opens, opens your... Yeah, opens up your perspectives, makes you think a different light. So I think everyone should do it, personally. That'll be my last little bit of advice of it. Everyone needs to go travelling. Fantastic ending. Thank you.